Dylan, are you sure you have enough space on your computer for this? <laughs> Fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I should have started. This is literally... <laughs> the only thing that is saved on this is pictures from okay. like a cam- like one of those fake phones or fake uh, cameras. What are they called? Polaroid? Yeah. One of those like Polaroid ones that like, okay, yeah, is yeah. a USB. It's that and then podcasts. That's... But I thought that was going to happen with the... Uh, I'd saved them both, but then I went to I Kevin and I like back to back recorded, so we did yeah. like the yeah, yeah. the holiday one, and then we did the like the like what we did this year and what we're doing next year. Yeah. So I saved them both, and I went to open like the most the the one that's coming out on Monday, and I was like, oh fuck, it said like unable to open, and I was like, no, because that was like exactly what it said. Yeah. I was like, no, I need to like get this shit. Well, we could have re-recorded that. That took us yeah. twenty minutes. And uh. I was like, all right, I'm going to take a deep breath. I went and opened the other one, and I messed with it. It was good. And I went and opened the other one, and it opened right up. So I was like, okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Off the Beaten Clef. It is our last episode of 2021. Is that the year we're in? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and it's a special one. We got the whole crew here today for our best songs of 2021. So, so let's get into it. said in the intro this is the uh top songs of 2021 for me it's just five songs that i just kind of liked from this year um i put in a lot less work than i think everybody else does for this um but yeah so like i said we've got everybody here obviously dill is here as always but we have uh ben 
hey, as well. Hey, back into the Back into the cave in oh, the yeah. new uh, studio for the first time. Yeah, first time. And Ben, if you would like to introduce the third member of the podcast. Oh, yeah. King Louis. This is the first of his name. Hey-o. The Lord of Trash and the Bringer of Dishonor. One of my best yes, friends yeah. and my worst enemy. Fuck you, Louis. Hey, the two go hand in hand, man. <laughs> yeah, we're happy to have Louis on. Louis, uh, Louis came on for what was that episode called? Nuclear Power Trio. Yes, he came on for that, and uh, he's coming remote. So there's three of us in the room. We're staring at Louis intently <laughs> at his maroon long sleeve sweatshirt, mm-hmm. and oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, we can't wait to hear his thoughts on our top five songs of 2021. Yep. Now we have to address the elephant in the room. We've done this before. Yep. Mm-hmm. No one knows about it. It's like the inside joke that no one likes. But nobody. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no one, no one cares. No one really. can get it because uh, it's an episode that doesn't exist. Yep. Uh, we did it last year. It was like two hours long. It was me bending Kevin, and I've told the story a thousand times, but I lost the audio. So uh, we're here, and we're gonna we're gonna make it count this time. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was a lot of fun last time too. So I yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to go ahead and get Zoe's pick out of the way. It's our only audience submission this sure. year. Sure. Um, this year, this this episode, whatever. It is. It's a year. Yeah. It's a year show. It's, it is a year in review. Yeah. Uh, Zoe's pick was Super Eight by D Wayne. I wanna make a point. I wanna Super Eight. That's all you need to know about the yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a fun little, uh, like Kevin would say, it's a fun little jaunt. It is a jaunt. <laughs> um, and it's just about wanting to make a porno in like the most old school way possible. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the only way Steven Spielberg makes porno. So I don't. You can fact check me on that, but I think it's true. I'm not sure you can fact check that. <laughs> you can ask the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool. It, you know, it reminded me of kind of like Machine Gun Kelly's like version of pop punk. I asked her. I was like, "Why this song? Why is this a song that like encapsulates your full year?" And she was like, "I don't know. It's catchy." So she she did the same thing you did. Yeah. Like she didn't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. I would have if someone asked me like top one song of the year, I would have stressed about it for weeks. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you listen back to our interview with uh Jeremy Levine, he did the same thing. Yeah. I gave him like a week and a half's notice and he was stressed. And he ended up giving <laughs> me like ten songs. So yeah. uh we'll we'll add those to the playlist afterwards. Um uh, so they'll be at the very end. But yeah, uh we only had one audience submission, and then we got Jeremy's. So it, it's going to be a shorter playlist than we're used to, but it's still it's a lot of fun because I think there's a lot of care. It'll be like 30 songs. It's going to be long. Yeah. yeah. It's still a lot of care, and yeah. there's a lot of overlap. There I is. felt like an outcast here. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. We, uh, Lou, you got anything about Super 8 that we haven't already touched on here? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I I do have something on Super Eight. Oh boy! Um, if I had no, is it a porno? Well, <laughs> kinda. Is it a boner? Because uh, I I had to look it up when when I heard the song. I had to look it up because I've heard the the term Super Eight before. Um, so I went to my good friend Urban Dictionary, and uh, Super Eight is one girl giving a BJ, two hand jobs, a tit fuck, regular in the rear, and a foot job. And that, my friends, is the Super 8. I, I might edit that out. That is so that's so raunchy, I don't even know what to say. Well, we're about to talk about Lucille Bogan later. So. That's true. I that's just true. I just figured it was the like, Super 8 film medium. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I am choosing to believe in the Urban Dictionary here. That's fair. I mean, it's, it's, it's up for your interpretation. Absolutely. So. Um, 
Yeah, good pick, Zoe. Uh, and if you guys are ready, we can just hop right into it. It's gonna this is gonna be a long one, so let's get her, let's get it pumping here. Let's do it. I don't know if that was the best verb to use. Let's get it pumping. After talking about a super eight, why not? <laughs> uh, so I'll go ahead and lead it off. And I, my first pick is probably no surprise to anyone. It's thank you, scientists, and it's Soul Diver from their new EP dropped about two months ago. Um, I really, really struggled with what song to pick from this EP because I like the entire EP. But uh, this one is just the best one. It's uh, it's very heavy metal inspired. Faye Fatum on drums absolutely fucking slays this track. Uh, it is just, they have this uh, perfectly crafted like metal, rock, R&B, funk fusion. And I don't think you can do it much better than what Thank You Scientist does. If it sounds familiar, it's Kevin's song of the show from last week. You said you were going to pick another one and then you... Did I pick Soul Diver last <laughs> yeah. week? Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I did have another one in mind, but it's whatever. I picked this one, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole P is, EP is great, but this this uh, this one has a violin solo on it, so this one gets the nod. And I love the the fucking just chug in the, after the chorus. It's so good. Um, but yeah, no, that's all I really got on this. It's I love Thank You, Scientist. I don't think that's a secret to anyone that listens. So uh, Whoever wants to talk next, go for it. Let's go Louis, because Louis discovered Thank You, Scientist. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's right. I did. Um, <laughs> I, I was blown away by how heavy it got. It was like yeah. the two minute mark. I was, I wasn't expecting it. And then it like, it started off a little heavy and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Thank you. Science is kind of heavy. And then it got really heavy. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> uh, and I really like the solo section. Um, at first I couldn't tell what instrument it was. I think it was like a violin or something. Yeah. It's like a, distort it's like an electric violin i thought it yeah. was like a uh automaton at first but i was like no it's too in tune to be an automaton yeah by the end of it it sounded more like a violin yeah. but yeah that was uh that was a really cool solo section too it was a really good song yeah i mean it's thank you scientists so yeah exactly covers all the bases yeah so thank you scientist is one of those weird puzzles for me it's like i i like this i know i like this i'm not sure why um but it's I haven't listened to the EP yet. I want to, but it's like it's almost too much for me to wrap my head around sometimes. Yeah. Like I spend so much time with music. Um, when we were sharing our sharing our our end of year like wrapped from Spotify, ninety six percentile or whatever it was for music consumption. But I spend so much of it like listening to shit I know and know how to understand that. Thank you, scientist, just kind of puts me in a weird place until I actually figure it out. So I don't I don't know exactly what to point out in this song but i know that the uh soul diver was it worth it yeah sticks in my head like nothing else yeah so yeah i mean really good song and definitely something that's gonna make a few of my playlists hell yeah it's it's cool to hear because we did the thank you scientist album from like five years ago yeah. so it's kind of crazy to hear them now because like i think we did their album maybe eight weeks ago yes yeah, it's like almost that. been two months but yeah. like to hear the drastic difference in five years of work it's just it's really impressive because they were all over the place to begin with but now it's just like it feels like it's honed in and it feels like i don't i was kind of like annoyed with the album at times because it felt like it went all over the place but like these songs are self-contained in like seven minutes of like five different genres and it's kind of what you go to expect with thank you scientists like a seven-minute song that's going to be a def like just expect the unexpected. I guess is is the thesis of Thank You Scientist. Yeah, and I think the album we reviewed um, 
Faye Fatum was not the drummer yet. I think since they've they've added Faye, it's it's uh, they've really kind of honed in a little bit. So if you listen to their last album they released last year, um, the one with Fox Mulder on it, which has also been a song of the show for me. It's it's much more like honed in a little mm-hmm. bit, and it's just uh, I think I don't know if it's necessarily the addition of a new drummer, but I, certainly a new member can bring a different kind of energy to a band while still keeping that same sound going so mm-hmm. um it, whatever it is I, I love what they're doing i hope they keep making music forever because i love their shit especially something like thank you scientist too like adding a new drummer to that kind of music like that's yeah gotta be difficult yeah um let's go to louis next um oh. with your first submission because it's the infamous 12 foot ninja <laughs> pocket size ninja two six foot ninjas in the trench coat <laughs> that's right yeah. uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's um, The Long Way Home by 12 Foot Ninja. Um, it's Of their new album, I'd say it's probably the most traditionally 12 Foot Ninja. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the whole the whole thing's a little different. Uh, I just love, it's cheeky. Uh, the lyrics are great. Um, I'm off to buy a gun and be offended. I don't know why, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I like that one. More power to you. Uh, and just, it blends their nice little stylistic changes slow then up tempo and kind of heavy and then just that breakdown at the end yeah so it's, good it's perfect yep yeah I, i'm in on on 12 foot ninja lou i think i know i told you that i, I listened to this album and i really enjoyed it um and i remember i remember back at the dave cave our buddy david we used to go over his place you know have a few beers called it the dave cave um I remember you guys showing me 12 foot Ninja years ago and like really digging it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, coming back to it now I just, I just never caught in, like caught up with them, I guess, like stayed in touch. So and coming back to them now, it was, it was like mind blown. Like I'm in dude, 12 foot Ninja kicks ass. This song kicks ass. It's got like the, it's gotten almost like straightforward rock at some point, like with that, almost metal but kind of hard rock like Avenged Sevenfold kind of feel but it's got like the theatrical nature of a Mike Patton and then it's got these dramatic strings like in some epic metal like Iced Earth or something like that uh, and to, to blend all that shit together it's it's impressive and yeah I, I am looking forward to listening to some more 12 Foot Ninja because yeah. this shit rocks Yeah, it's a more palatable Surge Tankian Sure. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> I it's because like for whatever reason he had that like solo album with that song Baby. It came out in two thousand I loved Surge's yeah. after solo album. Uh and I watched the music video and it like creeped me out and it like it was seared in my memory forever. Mm-hmm. But I really liked Surge's like solo stuff because it felt like he was by himself and it was like a little more all over the place, and that's kinda how Twelve Foot Ninja feels like it feels like a. It's in the same vein as your first pick, like sure, yeah. It's good you picked Louis next because it kind of is in the same vein. You listen to these songs back to back, you're like, well, like I, you guys kind of both had the same idea with your first pick. Like this one's gonna be erratic, um, and I love the breakdown with the strings. Yep, it's nice to have a breakdown. It's nice to have some strings, and it's also nice to have two six-foot ninjas together <laughs> to make a 12-foot ninja. It's a beautiful picture. Yeah, no, Louie, you touched on the lyrics, and the first lyric is my absolute favorite lyric of all time, maybe. Get away, you're like a fart with a face. <laughs> and that's, a, that's such a great... That's a seventh-grade burn. <laughs> so, you're like a fart with a face. It's fucking hilarious. Um, 
Yeah, I know. For what I would consider, they were largely kind of experimental outfit typically, but this is still pretty accessible, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be challenging for people that exclusively listen to like butt rock, but it's still something that they would listen to. Um, it's just it's it's still plenty weird and dissonant and. Uh, but it's it's a wild ride more people are going to be willing to take than their normal stuff so uh and when i was listening to it on the way here it reminded me of a couple different things like there's a little dog fashion disco in there kind of and i was thinking like with the string section it's because yeah, i listened to a lot of uh, demo and i was like if demo is a full orchestra this is like chamber music demo so it's really it's like a much smaller version of that same kind of feel um and it was just really, really cool to kind of get all of those different influences as I was listening to it on the way in. So it's just, a, yeah, they're a fun listen, especially for somebody that like in, has been listening to metal for a long time. They're just a, really different from a lot of the stuff, especially you get now because it's all so, it just feels like everybody's trying to growl deeper than everybody else now. Yeah. So um, this is this is cool to get stuff like this in metal. And their music videos are top notch. Yes, I agree. This one especially, uh, since I have a young son, they do like a Wiggles parody. It's fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, strictly for that reason. Yeah, but for if, sure. If the Wiggles ha- had like a creepy old grandfather, there we go. That's there you the go. Video. Yeah, it's it's music you can't put in a box, like what you're saying. Like, yeah, exactly. Really, it's I think that's yeah. I like music like that. It's why I like uh, Twerp and yeah, and Thank, thank you, you Scientists so much because they do kind of bend genres a little bit. Yeah, you either bend genres or you like dig your heels deeper into a genre. Sure, sure. Yeah, I feel like in especially now with there's so much music than there has been at any point in history you have to kind of either really dig into something or really try to do something different to stand out otherwise you'll just be chaff on radio so Mm -hmm. uh yeah moving on uh ben let's go with you okay our first twerp of two i think oh yeah (laughs) i'm glad you said that because i almost screwed this up (laughs) i haven't made this clear yet but i have no notes so I went anti-Benji this this time around. Um, yeah. Didn't necessarily mean to have no notes, but hey, here we are. Um, but yeah, so Kev, I need to cue you in for a sound effect here. Uh-huh. We need we need the hype horn. Ah, oh, there we go. That's perfect. <laughs> I saw Dill going for it. Nope. Not- <laughs> I, I, I wanted to give you a chance. I, I well, you, when you first, I thought you said high porn. I was like, oh, <laughs> we've been talking about too much porn. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> There's been a lot of porn talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's time to get hyped because uh, once once you found Twerp and showed it to me, it it was uh, like a perfect storm of timing. Like, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, because we, I start listening to it because you guys said you were going to do it uh, for the for the episode for the podcast. And I'm really digging it. Um, and then Daft Punk retires, right? So we switch the episode. Then we do the Daft Punk episode. Twerp kind of falls to the back for a little bit uh, in my consciousness. And then you guys do it again. I start listening again. We know the Twerp show is coming up, and holy fuck, it just it clicked. Everything made sense. Like Twerp is here to fill that Daft Punk sized hole in my heart. And it's, it's, I, I can't say enough about what they do and how they do it. Um, and I guess I should talk about what the actual song is here. It is called bright blue sky Mm -hmm. by twerp. It is off their latest album called new and improved. And I love this song so very much. It's one of those ones I went through this whole journey with. I listened to it when it first came out, you know, I like this some more good twerp, uh, twerp. And then I watched the video. Holy shit, I like this a lot more. 
and then I started looking up the lyrics and what they're actually saying is just so uplifting and it's such a fun message and it's it's grown into one of my favorite songs and despite how many times I listened to this playlist trying to prep for this episode this is one I could never not listen to as mm-hmm. soon as it comes in I'm sold boom that first note like I'm in I'm grooving it's making me sway and I'm going to say that a lot because there's a lot of swaying going on for these last <laughs> couple of weeks for Benny um so yeah I I fucking love this um we went to see their show it was awesome and before I start rambling more about how I love twerp who else <laughs> yeah I I twerp strikes again like we just talked about their their album from 2020 and then they release an EP in in November of 2021 it was kind of perfect timing and I think twerp is a good encapsulation of our our musical journey this year yep just kind of like those weird divergent paths we've been making and like just trying to like find new things to talk about. And I think Kevin found them on TikTok of all places. No, I, they were just on my like recommended really? on Spotify. And I was like, Oh, this is a cool album cover. Let me listen to this. And as soon as I turned it on, I started laughing. So I, and I was like, okay, we got to do an episode on this. So yeah, but it somehow we just always kind of find our way back to like cheery and poppy music. Mm-hmm. And this music just like makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lou, what do you think? As this fucking uh, bulldog future, snores. If the future is as happy and inspirational as this song makes it seem, I'm in. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, it's just great. Torp's just great. Uh, I'm still blown away from seeing them live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is just the first song I heard off the new album, and it's pretty good. Do you do you think Commander Meowch has nightmares about you staring about him watching him play? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was locked in, man. <laughs> For for context, if that bass guitar hadn't been where it had been, it would have been weird. So. <laughs> for context, uh, we at some point got incredibly close to the stage, and we happened to be on the side where Commander Meowch, the bass, this is. And uh, afterwards, was Lou was like, "I just I couldn't help but staring at watching him play because he's really good." <laughs> so, I think you said you averted your eyes at one point. Yeah, I had to look away. It was getting creepy. Like, did did Commander like look over at you, and then like you gotta, you know, dart your eyes? I don't know. I wasn't looking at his eyes. (laughs) His eyes are up here. I'm looking. (laughs) Right at those, right at those funky fingers. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, that whole that whole band. They had such a good two step like going on the whole time. It's just it was it was right. It was just right. Uh yeah no uh bright blue sky is the perfect happy song it's better it's better than Pharrell's happy by a million miles, um you know I just want you to know I got your back here bro it's just it's weird. so wholesome that, yeah that you can't help but love it um it's yeah it's too hard to ignore like it's just I don't know to me it's like bluegrass if you listen to like this song you have to you're gonna at least smile during it you may not like the vibe of the song or the the song sonically but it's gonna make you smile at some point um yeah and not to mention the music video obviously um ben made me watch it like four times the other night before the show and it's it's really really good it just it, the music video encapsulates their live show so yeah. well their humor that they bring to their show um it's corny but it's funny it's got a nunchuck um, solo yeah it's like uh yeah it's got a nunchuck so a nunchaku nunchaku solo <laughs> um but yeah, it's 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 kooky, but it's being performed by inten- incredibly talented people. Yeah. Like Lord Phobos on guitar is really talented. Um, Commander Meowch is really good. Doctor Sung is really good. Um, Hob Hogan is really good on drums. Like they're all really really good. 
um, despite playing in ridiculous outfits. So, um, yeah, great, great um, song here. And uh, there's one lyric I want to call out real quick, and I don't, I don't have notes, <laughs> so I think I know it from memory though. Um, and it's it's in the first or second verse I think, and it's just talking about uh, the downswing right before they come back up, and life dunks on you and cranks up the heat. That shit gets me every time. It makes it makes me it it just makes me cackle uncontrollably. <laughs> And life dunks on you and cranks the heat. Hey, that's that's amazing. <laughs> How do you make that sound fun? Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, that's what they are. They're just fun. So, um, Dill. Last but not least, it's in the foursome here. Mm. Uh, puke <laughs> by Heart Attack Man is my my first pick. Uh, it's punk goes new metal basically. Uh, so much to love about this. There's just this like unbridled anger that. Uh, there's reverb guitars, um, the song kind of devolving into chaos uh, around the 2:30 mark, and then he like takes a couple deep breaths. He's like, <sighs> "All right, one more time." Yeah. And that like any like weird little trick like that in a song, I'm always into it. Yeah. And uh, you know, Heart Attack Man, you guys have probably heard me talk about them plenty of times this year, but like they've been one of my favorite acts, and I think it's because they feel so like genuine. He He's always going to just like give you un unfiltered what he's thinking. And there's been like the notes I have apology song that people hate him for, or even the like cool to me song. That's like about canceling people. It's like, he's always trying to be an unfiltered version of himself. And to hear like a pure anger song that almost sounds like a, what limb biscuit should have been. <laughs> um, it's really cool to hear. What's the song called where he's talking about a nine-year-old that's too old? You're old enough to die. <laughs> yeah, that's a song is old enough to die. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the music video is just him for like three minutes eating cake, talking about killing a ten-year-old. It's just it's what what's the whole premise of it? It's like he caught like, his girlfriend cheating on him or something like that. Um, it it's basically like him and his wife were like having a good day, and then she like turned out to like have. I don't know oh, exactly yeah. what happened. His but girlfriend like, has a kid or something like that. Yeah. Another day. <laughs> and he ends up like, but your mom went and ruined everything. So now you have to die too. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to go on this life alone. So I'm going to kill everyone, including myself. And yeah. it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, that's not a funny <laughs> yeah, subject, the, but it's a funny song. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's funny. Uh, Dill, what do you think about Heart Attack Man? Not Dill. Sorry. Louie. <laughs> I was looking at my notes. Uh... I love the opening riff, yeah. and you can you can feel the hatred flowing through this man. Yeah, the dark side is strong with him. Um, it's just like dripping with uh, just anger. Yeah, but I like it. It's uh, it's great, and, and yeah, I have to agree that ending is pretty awesome. Yeah, just it gets crazier and crazier, and then it stops, and then one more time. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's like I think it's it's it's. Like Dill was saying, like that, those kind of like moments where it's like, oh fuck, how can they keep doing this? And like, oh shit, they couldn't because you can hear him go. <gasps> He's like, okay, <laughs> all right, one more time. Yeah, one more time. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I was talking to Dill before we recorded, and this reminds me like the opening. It's it's like a very very sped up version of Straight Hate. I don't, you know what I'm talking about, Lou? Where it's like a whole bunch of like uh, like harmonics of like high up on the neck. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's it sounds a lot like the opening of Straight Hate, um, 
but it's 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 just a really it sounds like it was plucked straight out of 2003 this song it, it, it was right at the end of the new metal era uh so yeah it would fit right into metal new metal march for sure and it made uh like 13 year old kevin very happy for sure um and it's just yeah it's yeah, and it's it's certainly better than any Limp Biscuit we listened to in March. So, uh, yeah, no, I I loved it, man. And uh, it's I know they're part of the um, the band that I talked a lot of shit about recently. At least one of the guys is. Um, but I really anything I've heard from Heart Attack Man specifically, I really really like. So, yeah. So it, I shouldn't have gone last because I don't want to ruin the mood. But um, <laughs> this this song I I like. It's uh it, it reminds me of what you're talking about, Kevin, all the time where um, you listen to metal because it makes you happy. Somebody yeah. else is pissed off for you, right? Sure. And, and I really, really like that about this song. Just I'm going to put some uh, the pen to the paper and just get some angst out of my system. Like, I, I love that kind of shit. Um, but the one thing that surprised me is that I can't believe I'm the one that's going to say this to Dill. But this one just went on a little too long for me. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I, the, the, the breakdown at the end, I was, I was satisfied with that. Like, I feel like it could have just ended there. Um, so apparently this is a part of the song that you guys all love. So I feel like a piece of shit, but you are a piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, I know. But, um, (laughs) you're here. (laughs) Yeah. You're entitled to your opinion. And like, if you think it goes on long, that's yeah, that's well, it's so for me, like the, maybe I, maybe I was glossing over it too much, but the, um, like where he pauses and you can hear him like heaving and says one more time. Like it kind of felt choreographed. Um, and in a song where it's, it's like straight up just talking about how this vile person fills you with so much hatred that it makes you want to throw up. Um, that it kind of took me out of the moment. For me, it was more like a, I've been venting my feelings and like, yeah. it felt like the song was over and he's like, you know what? I'm not satisfied with that. I got to say it one more time. Like, you make me want to fucking puke. Like, okay. just it's like a victory lap. Like, I don't know if you've gotten the message because it's been three three minutes of hatred, but <laughs> I'm gonna say it one more time just to really drive the point home. That's fair. I'm, I'm I've listened to this playlist a lot, but I'll have to listen to this again, like with that in mind, because I don't know. I I just might have heard it wrong the first time, and that mm-hmm. thought just stuck in my head. So I'll I'll definitely give that part another chance. But but yeah, overall. Uh, I am not going to skip this one when it comes along because I like that kind of shit. Just throw some hate out there. Let me bop to it and get some shit out of my system too. So I'm in for it. Good workout. Bob. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially if you're trying to max, you know, mm-hmm. get that shit up. This Because max, max will make you want to puke for sure. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I think that's why I was so into Highway Sniper because, like, it was building up to this new EP from uh, Heart Attack Man and – that aggression felt like it was coming through yeah. from Highway Sniper translating into Heart Attack Man. Yep. Um, yeah. So let's move right along. Uh, do you want to? I don't. I don't remember the order, so we're not going to. You can go ahead. We're just going to go right back to the top. Yeah. So uh, for my second pick, uh, surprise, surprise, more twerf, more Tupperware remix party here. Uh, so it's this is Superior Moves. Ben texted me and he's like, "Are you going to do twerf?" I was like, "You can have." bright blue sky don't worry i know it's your favorite song um so yeah this is my this band is my second new obsession from this year um and twerp has been talked about ad nauseum on this show uh and they'll probably be talked about some more at some point later down the road um but i can't get enough of their endlessly optimistic retro futuristic funk it's just 
this song is it's there's nothing like super special about this song but it is it just feels like the introduction to the new twerp i mean that's new and improved is one of the lyrics they got superior moves now um and it's uh yeah it's uh it's I don't know. It just feels like they're growing in their they're growing in their own sound that they've created. This feels more refined than um, somewhere out there. Um, <laughs> ben just took a big old swig of uh, whiskey here, and he's having trouble with it. I'm not a liquor guy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it just feels like they're growing, and I, I really enjoy that. So it doesn't feel like they're stuck in the muck, which they could have easily done with such a uh, exploitable shtick here. Oh, Lou? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, first thing I have for, written down is uh, Future Time Rag. It's got a nice little yeah, ragtime yeah, piano yeah, yeah. feel at the beginning. I love it. Um, but I don't have a whole lot for this. It's it's torpid. Yeah. It's just great. Uh, but I I just love that bass tone. Oh, yeah. 100%. Got to take it back to, you know, the bass tone. I love it. <laughs> I'm picturing it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a, I mean, obviously... I like this song. I don't think I'm uh, breaking or making any waves with that. Um, but yeah, it's it's funky. It's fun. It's got Twerp's relentless kind of con- connectivity with their lyrics. Like it's, um, I'm a big lyric guy. I think that's one of the things I really invest time in when I when I listen to music is really kind of dive in and and figure out if this artist is really trying to say something or if it's just fun music and I'm cool with it either way. But I need the lyrics to at least be well thought out. Um, and this is. I, I can't, I'll, I'll listen to this song over and over and over again just to hear the chorus. Um, it, it's cheeky uh, when they say, um, oh God, I wish I would have taken my notes for the lyrics. <laughs> nah, uh, we get it. You didn't take notes, okay? <laughs> fucking stop talking. Hey, look, it. no, I think I'm doing pretty good for being loosey goosey, okay? I'm a loosey goosey out here. Um, but no, like the, uh, it's the, the part at right at the beginning of the chorus, um, or basically they say, ah, fuck, I'm not going to remember it at this point. I remember new and improved that yeah. part. I got a new style yeah. and superior moves. Yeah. Like that shit cracks me up and it, 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 it connects to you. And the part before that is how nice for you to meet me. Like that's, that's the part I really love. It's just cheeky. It's it's fun. It puts it out there. Like, how nice for you to meet me. I've never I've never heard that before. I've never thought to just arrange the words in that way. But it's it's hilarious, and that's what drives twerp to me. It reminds me of when someone's like, "Glad you got to see me." Right. It's it kind of reminds me of like an like kind of like a dad joke. Yeah. yeah. You're like ah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you you son me. of a bitch, you so and so. It's I I really enjoyed the fact that Kevin picked like his first two picks were artists that we'd covered but like newer music from them. And uh, uh, Thank You Scientist and Twerp both released EPs in November of 2021, which is a weird coincidence. But um, it was just like weirdly refreshing to hear them. It was like catching up with an old friend sure. almost. And um, and it makes me want to watch like my comfort 80s movies. Like I want to watch the Back to the, Back to the Future trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just kind of reminds me of what they thought 2015 was going to be in 1985. Yep. And uh, yeah, that w- it's always cool because twerp is good at like transporting you there and like making you feel good. So I, I'm always into twerp and I'm always, I'm always going to listen to their new music just 
for that fact of like they just make you feel good yeah, yeah. if not just just give them like a little cursory cursory listen you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so next ginger oh uh, yes <laughs> ginger the song is wallflower um let me get to my note page here which one's mine damn yeah there we go introvert <laughs> who's an introvert them. <laughs> subject of this song. Um, just uh it's like i like the way it starts out all soft and yeah. tatiana's voice is just great oh yeah um and then you know it's like you're you're going out you don't really want to you'd rather just be at home and so you get there you're kind of just you know socializing doing your thing but then at a certain point uh uh-uh, not anymore i want to get out of here mm-hmm. and that's when it gets heavy and um it's just, I don't know, the, the music matches the lyrics pretty well. It's, um, I mean, it's kind of relatable. Who hadn't been in a situation you just don't want to be in anymore? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just good. And I think it came out at the perfect time. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was written before the whole last year thing happened. So, but it, it's still poignant. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, this is like a, an introvert's anthem. This is me and my social life to a T currently. Like I don't do anything but record this podcast ever, and and when I when I am forced to do something, I fucking bitch and moan about it because I don't want to do it. Pass out in a bathtub. <laughs> I pass out in a bathtub. Uh, that's another story for another day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think we all know Tatiana is my mommy at this point. Um, I fucking love her. She's great. Uh, I think her vocal chops are probably my favorite in the metal game right now because she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Like her clean singing is incredible. It's it's up there with some of the best female vocalists out right now. But then she can also get those fucking guttural screams like better, just as good as any other guy or or woman in the game right now. Um, and it, it, you're right, Lou. It kind of almost tricks you into it's this whole song's gonna be a ballad. But then as like the pent up, like just I don't even know what to call it. Like anxiety starts released. Then she get we get that fucking growl that we're all waiting for from Ginger, and it's. It's so, so nice because everything else kind of falls into place after that for me in this song. Not that I wouldn't have enjoyed like a slower, just clean vocal from Tatiana because I said, like I said, she's got a beautiful, clean vocal. Um, but I, it made me really, really happy to hear her go and go into her fucking growl because it's awesome. Uh, just the way she can flip it like she does is, is really, really impressive. And yeah, Ginger is my 1B to Gojira's 1A in the metal world right now. I, they're, they're my two favorite. They're the ones I, I judge all other metal bands against currently. So... Um, we'll talk about Gojira here in a bit, but um, to have my two favorite metal bands release music, new music this year was awesome for me. So, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I like this song or oh, not. Oh, boy. Despite how many times I listened Boom. to this playlist, like, give the man a <laughs> chance, okay? <laughs> but no, like, I just, I can't. So, with what you have shown me uh, from Ginger before, Kevin. Um, and I know about Tatiana and like that crazy, crazy talent. Um, and I think Louie has showed me some before as well. I think maybe Jason, our oldest brother, has maybe even shown me a little maybe. bit. But um, it just wasn't what I expected when I came into it. Um, it's kind of slow and wilting to start out. And uh, it, I'm, I, I'm in with that vibe. I, like, I'm totally down for that. Um, but I hadn't, I hadn't considered the the whole like introvert part of it either as well so maybe that's i mean that's that even could be possibly why i haven't connected with it yet um because i like i'm actually like, i'm a hardcore extrovert 
So like maybe that vibe just isn't natural for me. Um, but I do plan to, to go back and listen to this playlist a few more times because I want a lot of these songs on my playlists. Um, so I am going to, if I were a betting man, I would say I'm going to end up really liking it and connecting with this song eventually, but it hasn't happened yet. Sure. If you listen to like the quiet parts, I think that is where you really see how talented they are. Yeah. The the guitar like interweaves with the like when she says in my shell and then uh in my own skin. Like the guitar like perfectly like just like accentuates those vocals. Kind of yeah. Yeah, and it's like holy shit. Like I was into it even before it exploded, so I was like listening intently. And so when I felt it building up, you almost have to like back out a little bit and then it explodes and like I almost felt like Wiley e. Coyote with like a big explosion on my face and I was like <laughs> thumb up, like, okay, that Mustache was cool. Blown back. <laughs> but I I was really into it because we've talked about Jin Jinja uh <laughs> quite a bit. I haven't listened to him, uh, admittedly. We're gonna do an album soon. And it was just like See that that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Like, for you guys doing an album. Yeah. Like absolutely. We're doing uh, Feminist February, yeah. and between this and Spirit Box, which is your next pick, Louie, I was just, like, super into it. I'm like, damn. You know what? Female vocalists are even dominating metal, and that's so fucking cool. Yeah. So I was really into this song, and I was really excited to to be forced to listen to it. Am I going to hear Because that's what I needed. Am I going to hear Evanescence? <laughs> you might. Uh, probably not, though. Probably come not. on. No, absolutely. Ah, actually, yeah. absolutely. Ah, come on. <laughs> Um. Yeah, let's move on then. Uh, Paper Walls, Ben. Oh yeah. Oh man, I freaking love this song. Um, so a lot of my this is by Res, by the way. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Paper Walls by Res. Uh, Res did release a new album this year. Um, and I I freaking love it. Uh, she has been one of my absolute obsessions this year. Um, I saw her for the first time. Uh, you know, I knew who she was because she's pretty big in, in like the DJ world. But uh, so I knew who she was. But I saw her for the first time a few years ago at Electric Forest, and it was the trippiest, scariest shit. Like that show was absolutely insane. Um, and ever since then, I've kind of been dipping my toe a little bit farther into her waters. And like, it, it's taken me a long time to come around and really figure out what she's doing. But man, is she freaking talented! Um, she finds a way to infuse what should not be pop-friendly music whatsoever in terms of super bass-heavy. Um, it's very spooky. It's kind of just spooky bass. Um, but she finds a way to infuse it with elements that are radio-friendly and becomes more of a bop than you would typically hear in the genre. And Paper Walls specifically does that with aplomb. Uh, she the 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 chorus especially i freaking love uh i am belting it out every single time in the car or in my headphones and normally my absolute preferred method of listening to music it's always going to be with my big old now uh, noise canceling headphones on out out in the patio or whatever um but this song in particular it goes in if you're in the car yeah you crank that bass boost oh brother you're in for a treat oh mama oh oh mama I don't know who it's going to next. Uh, I'll go. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I just finished Arcane Season 1, um, which is League of Legends, the mm-hmm. League of Legends show. Have you guys watched that? No. Anybody? Louie? No. Okay. <laughs> um, 
So I just finished Arcane Season 1, and it feels like that grime of the underground, which you guys aren't I'm gonna you guys aren't gonna understand that, but there's an <laughs> underground world called Zon, and it like there's a lot of music that plays when they're down there, and it feels like this music where it's like grimy and you know, it's got bass driven. There's even a uh, Paris yeah. song that's featured on it, mm-hmm. which is how it got me to watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, uh super into this song and Rez I've been listening to her because of Paris. And I think I I even sent a tweet earlier in the year or a few weeks ago and I was like, yeah. me and Ben are like yeah. overlapping because my favorite artists are, are collaborating yeah. with EDM <laughs> artists. So getting those features. Yeah. And I've got a whole playlist now. I think there's ten songs on it from just this year. And I think that's a testament to COVID and all the pandemic stuff is like artists want to make music, but they also want to do something different. So if an EDM artist sends them some beats or a track and they're like i got something i can do with this yeah. that it creates a lot of cool music and uh this is a testament to that yeah, yeah. lou what you got on paper walls uh i love this one it's got um cool kind of like slower beat um not your typical edm four on the floor beat um and i really like what it does i, I don't really know uh structure for edm songs so I'm going to go with what I guess is like a pre-chorus, maybe a post-chorus, just where the vocals stop and then it goes into like the instrument break. Mm -hmm. And I like how it starts off with the high kind of like stringy synthy stuff. And then it just goes to straight like drum and bass. And it's just funky and cool. And then it comes back. It's really well like put together. Everything has its place and nothing overlasts its welcome. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I I really liked it. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this because I think I've already talked about it before. It may have been your song of the show or something like that. I had a different res song. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Either way, um, it's it's um, it's it's something you could easily hear on like a dance radio station like yeah. EPM, um, but it still retains a lot of that grime that she is known for, and it's um, yeah, it just kind of permeates everything she does, and it's and it's what lets you know that this kind of creepy sexy producer this is what she actually does yeah um this is like her putting on a uh, a top 40 mask but still kind of like peeking out from underneath it every now and again yeah she doesn't like there's no identity lost in yeah this song. for sure um yeah and she lives in the dark parts of edm and i'm 100 percent here for it because that's the reason i got back into edm in the first place was uh bass nectar's remix of seek and destroy yeah so i was like oh okay EDM can be kind of dark and metal too, so let's fucking go. Uh, so yeah, anytime it, it kind of reminds me of 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 darkness, I'm gonna be there for it. Um, yeah, uh, Dill, your next pick. I haven't scrolled that far yet, so. Uh, so sweet by Pink Sweat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink Sweats. Uh, so I looked up why his name is Pink Sweats because it was really bugging me the the way he like uh, stylized his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he was one of the guys that like wore pink sweats to high school. Is that a thing? I, you didn't have people that like wore like crazy colored sweats to school, and you were like, "Why the fuck they wear that?" Color? No. Right. Well, we went to different <laughs> high schools, obviously. Uh, so this song. <laughs> what about you, Louie? Did you know anybody with pink colored sweats? Not that I can remember. We all went to the same. Yeah, we, Us yeah. three went to the same high school. And no. Ben and it's Lou were the same It's a cornfield, man. Pink wasn't in style. <laughs> <laughs> well, he made it in style. Um, but you knew this was a sexy track from the moment it began. Yeah. It's like... Bow, 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 bow. It's like almost <laughs> like a... Almost comically, maybe like... In, uh, 
like Ron Burgundy, <laughs> yeah, Ron sure. Burgundy's takedown song or something. Um, but it has like familiar sounds of like Bruno Mars, The Weeknd, Frank Ocean, and I've had a really fun time discovering Pink Sweats. It was during one of our like off weeks of Off the Beaten Clef, and it felt like one of the times I like made a true discovery outside of like trying to find something for the podcast. And I wanted to make this an an album pick, but I think it's like 17 songs on his album. But, um, you know, I needed good-hearted R&B. Yeah. And I think I wanted to make my picks well-rounded, but also this song was like, it's saccharine sweet, where it's like, yeah. there's no, he makes little mentions about like wanting to go down on this girl, but like, or like making the vagina his, or whatever he says, but... I'm going to make your vagina mine. <laughs> your vagina That, that one sounds pretty overt. Uh. <laughs> but, like, it's it's sweet, generally. Yeah. O- overall, the yeah. whole message is, like, just more romantic than it is about sex. Yeah, well, I mean, when the little chorus comes in with, so sweet, so sweet. Yeah, it's good. It reminds me of uh, 500 Days of Summer, where, sure. like, he sleeps with Summer for the first time, and, like, the whole band is behind him. That's how it's, like... Yeah everyone's screaming behind him or even hercules you know all my favorite movies do something where it's like when you're in love there's gonna be a band behind you singing it with <laughs> you brother yes i i thought i i thought we were getting kind of our token sex song out of the way early here um but it's a sweet it's a soft it's a tender sex yeah yeah it's it's love making you, you don't always have to fuck her hard that's true <laughs> In fact, sometimes it's not it's right just, to do. It's not right to do. Sometimes you got to make some love and fucking give her some smooches too. Oh my god, <laughs> I forgot all about no, that. No, that's a great fucking song. Yeah, it is. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I'll just press on and do my thoughts. Yeah, on press on. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this one, it's it's not really my speed, but that is the only bad thing I have to say mm-hmm. about it. Like it's, it is easy to listen to. It makes you smile. And like I said, with song number one for me for twerp, it makes me sway. If you get, if you get my shoulders moving and if I'm standing up, I'm absolutely doing a two step right now. I, I'm in a like 100% give me more. So this isn't, this isn't one of the ones that I'm going to come back to and, and you know, I got to have this on my playlist just because this isn't quite the style of music I identify with. Like I said, that's the only bad thing I can say about it. Cause yeah, I mean, who cannot identify with what this song says? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm convinced there are two forms of music that literally everyone in the world likes and it's R and B and bluegrass. Yeah. They're just, they're too clean and they're too undeniably like just authentic and they're just fun. It's 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 music that makes you happy, yeah, and so how could happy. you not be? How could you not like R and B and bluegrass? It's just they're undeniable. Um, and yeah, and this song is understated and it's sweet, and it's a little bit sexy, and it's just so oh so nice. So I think you and I talked before everyone got here was like what we wish the weekend could be all the time. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is because the weekend is good for like two songs, and then the rest of his albums are just the same old, same old. So, and it's not that he's bad; it's just he feels very average to me. For if the part. weekend stopped doing drugs and fell in love, yeah, he fe- he fell in love at rehab. Well, that's a nice story. Yeah. All right, what you got, Lou? Uh, I listened to this in the order that we. Uh, that it was on the playlist. Yeah. So some of my notes are out of order for the way we're doing it. But uh, when, when I was listening to it, I came right off of uh, puke and then it's like somebody <laughs> hit the funky break. 
We slowed right the fuck down, and we're uh, just staring out the window at people, or at chicks walking down the street or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's funky. Um, I don't have a lot more to say that you guys haven't already said, but uh, yeah, it's good. I agree. <laughs> I concur. I, I concur. Um, so, yeah, next is for something completely different. Uh, next is Gojira Sphinx. Mm-hmm. And um, this is vintage Gojira. This is the sound. This is the sound of Gojira that I fell in love with from the from the Mar- from Mars to Sirius album. Um, it's genty. It's pinch harmonicy. It's growly. It's chuggy. Uh, it's melodic, kick-ass metal. Um, this song makes me painfully nostalgic for the very first time that I sat down on my couch with my headphones on and I listened to from Mars to Sirius from front to back and I just was fucking blown away um, because I'd never heard anything quite like this in metal before where like uh, their lead singer is he growls but he does it melodically and you can hear you can kind of you can under you know it's it's still heavy and hard but it's 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 way more accessible, but it doesn't lose any of the heaviness that I love in metal. And this just perfectly sums up why I fell in love with them in the first place. And they changed the way I view modern metal forever. And to be reminded of that is is something that I think everybody wishes they could find again in a band. And to when I listened to this song, it really just smacked me in the face. I was like, fuck yes, this is fucking Gojira. This is why I love them. This is the essence of... If, if this is one of the songs... If I had to show somebody Gojira, I'm, I would probably... This is one of the songs I would strongly consider showing them first. Lou, what you got? Uh, yeah, Gojira, man. Uh, it's it's definitely an old-school Gojira song, especially coming off this album. There's a lot of different stuff, like yeah. Amazonia's kind of like left field and um, a whole bunch of... All the other songs are good, too, but yeah, this is basic. Uh, probably not my favorite one on the thing but damn it they're pick scrapes yeah and their ability to make even just like a simple riff just sound really heavy and crazy um, i love it and then the end it just stops <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like oh nope we're here stop slam on the brake <laughs> if i remember correctly because we covered the album and it like plays perfectly into the next song mm-hmm, it does this this album construction is is incredible mm-hmm. oh yeah you talked about getting slapped in the face, dude. This song slaps me in the face every time. And I love this track. Yeah. This, when you guys did this album, um, this was absolute, like, bar none, the standout for me. This song dives right in as as soon as it starts with that, that heavy... Um, and then I don't know how they do that, like screech on the guitar. Is that that's the pick scrape, right, Lou? Yeah. Is that, are like they using like a like a bow kind of thing? Yeah, they it's well, there's delay effects on it, but it's they just mute it with their left hand. Where's my camera at? They mute it with their left hand, and then they scrape up with their pick. Okay. And it just the, with the delay, it just makes that weird sound. Yeah. Okay. He found it on accident one day and thought it sounded cool, and they just never lost it. It's yeah, like, it sounds, uh, it sounds fucking was, awesome. He was fucking right. It's like Zach Wilde and Pinch Harmonics. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that like, uh, that's like basically the only thought I really have for this song is it kicks ass, it kicks my ass, and I like I'm gonna keep on getting my ass kicked. So it, like, yeah, this this song makes me feel like a, a masochist or a sadist, whichever one I forget. But I want it. Hurt hurt me more. A masochist. Um, 
one. Funny enough, I had this conversation at work the other day. Can you be a masochist and a sadist at the same time? I think so. Can you? Mm. I think so too. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to. Mm. That's not unpack that <laughs> totally. That's a lot to unpack in a two-hour podcast. Um, this song makes me want to pr a squat and yell at a camera like I'm like I'm in a, like a hype video. Yeah. Um, but pinch harmonics. We've already talked about it. Everyone's already touched on it. God, it's so cool. It, it almost it makes like when you missed a, a note on Guitar Hero, but it sounds cooler yeah, than that. Yeah, um, So, yeah, we've already talked about Gojira. We talked about Sphinx. I think it was the song we even featured when we did the Gojira yeah, album. Yeah, it's the one we, I we used. That, I was like, that intro is just really good for like an intro to a podcast. Brr, down, down. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it, that's it, what it sounds now. like. <laughs> yeah. Something meow, like that. Yeah. Meow. Like a cat. Yeah, somebody's punting cats in the back in the backyard. A cat yeah. falling out of a tree. Fucking Yoshi jumping. <laughs> We're gonna need you to do an acapella cover. <laughs> <laughs> you might be surprised that was all from my mouth. Uh what you got, uh number three, Louis? Coming in at number three. This is Holy Roller by Spirit Box. Um new band that I first heard this year. Um it's weird how I first toward of them but we'll get into that after the song uh it's simple it's short yeah and god damn it is it brutal with two zeros man <laughs> it's a simple riff but it just it just punches you hard the whole time and um the singer courtney uh also got some pipes on her yeah for she sure can get some pretty low growls so um and her clean side's not good or not too bad either. Um, that's more of their speed normally. This is just the standout. It's the only song I've really been able to jive with. Um, but I heard them on Liquid Metal, and they just got shoved to the forefront there. And before that, a friend of mine, my friend Evan, his um, band had a put out an album this year, and they had this girl sing on it, like actually sing on it. And that was the first time I heard her but I didn't know who she was. And then like three months later, all over liquid metal with spirit box. That's kind of dope. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's it. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yeah. You know, and I had kind of the same note. It's like straight up metal at its most essential. Um, until, until they get the kind of very out of place, like drum and bass at the, like in the pre-chorus, it's like yeah. a straight up German bass beat, which I actually really liked. It was like, yeah. oh, this is cool. Like this works. It's really out of place, but it really works very, very well. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, um, it's that there's a fucking really great, like chug kind of breakdown, um, towards the end of the song and it's just filthy and raw and it's exactly what a metal song song should be like. Again, if this I was somebody asked me what a metal song is, I'd probably consider this to show them. Like, this is metal. This is what I think metal should sound like. So, um, yeah, no, I fucking loved it, man. It's uh, it's just really good, good, solid metal here. Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed this one as well, Lou. Um, probably unsurprisingly, some of those electronic elements that are brought in here are what I think really uh, drew this to me very quickly. Um, and yeah, the Courtney Courtney Laplante I think is her is her name. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, she she slays it here. Like it, she's got it. Kind of reminded me of Res a, a little yeah, bit. Sure. Like you take you take the uh, the bass music out of Res and just and give her a, a slap a guitar in her hand and make her play even heavier shit. And like I think this might be kind of how it sounds. Um, so yeah, this one this one was really impressive. Um, and what was uh, what was the song that from Eternal Void? That she was on, 
uh, despondent. Despondent. Yeah, yeah. I looked into that, and I I, I was enjoying that. One. I enjoyed that one too. Um, so I think uh, old Courtney might be somebody I'm looking into. Still. Yeah, I, Spirit Box has been cool because I was always into her like other band. I think I te- I messaged you about her. Like she was in a band called I Wrestled a Bear Once, who I saw at Warped Tour plenty of times, and they were way more like thrash metal and yeah. more all over the place. So it was cool to hear something a little more focused and more like just straight metal for the sake of metal. Yep. And I I had seen a TikTok of her like performing these vocals on this track specifically before the album came out. So I was like looking for this track specifically. So when Louie put it on here, I was like, Oh yeah. Like what a great pick because it was in my mind, but it just like, wasn't going to be in my top five for sure. sure. So to see it on here was cool. And also I think when we do feminist February spirit box might need to make an appearance. There's so many cool things between I wrestled a bear once uh, she's married her and her husband, like, I think the husband is one of the guitarists. You can correct me so, if I'm yeah. wrong. Um, they got married, and then like two weeks later, they were like, "Let's get in the studio." That's cool. So that yeah, I'm, that's I'm awesome. always bi- I'm always down for like artists that are like, "All right, we did our thing, so let's let's get back to what we are good at." Yeah. So Can make some kick ass music. Ben Hamin, your next oh. song. Oh, my next song. I was gonna say I already did my thing. almost Silly. home by Above and Beyond, featuring Justine Suiza, I believe. Yeah, Justine Suiza. Um, yeah, so this is kind of my token pick. Um, yep. This is the most Ben song yeah, I've ever heard. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Um, I, yeah, this one's not going to surprise anyone if you know me. Uh, this this song kind of just clicks with me. Um, this it was it was tough to pick my five songs this year, but I definitely didn't agonize over it as much as I did last year um, in the last episode. Yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to go anti Benji on it. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad I did it the way I did it. I just kind of, you know what? I got this massive playlist of like finalist candidates I built for myself. Fuck this. I just I've been a slap five songs on there, and I know one artist I cannot be without is Above and Beyond. Their music speaks to me. Um, this this track in particular spoke to me when it when it first came out not too long ago, um, and it's got it's. It's got those same kind of typical touchy-feely vibes that you're going to get from Above and Beyond, um, which I totally understand is not going to be everybody's vibe. But for me, I'm so, so far into it. Um, I think it's kind of, they do a lot of like kind of, they veil a lot of their messages. A lot of their songs, they almost always have some sort of message um, and they veil a lot of them. I think this one is kind of more about like... uh, those of us with with anxiety issues and like trying to find your own way out of them um, without having to rely on other things outside influences. Um, it's the way out is the way in. Uh, you just have to be able to be willing to talk to yourself and kind of get yourself through these things. Um, and it's uplifting throughout. Uh, it's emotional and it's got a kick-ass drop. So yeah, this song wins for me. Yeah, it, it's good track. I, I say that knowing full well that Last year, I probably would have wrote this song off. Yeah. About 30 seconds in, I would have been like, okay, yeah. I get it. you know. Yeah. Um, but it makes me want to get off my feet, and I think that's kind of the point. Um, yeah. Whether it's you know trying to let loose of some of your like inner things going on in your head, or whether it's just you know about getting off your feet. Uh, I, yeah. The singer isn't mind-bending by any stretch of the imagination, but I think she serves her purpose. She's not setting the world on fire, but she's not... 
you know, she's not offending anyone. So Justine Suisa does a lot of work with Above and Beyond, mm-hmm. and I agree. Like, this is not, like, the song where she really stands out the most in, in what she's done. She's there as an element of the song, and I think that's intentional. So Yeah, just being a vocalist that is providing inst- almost like an instrument more than... Yeah, exactly. Like, being a true vocalist. I, I, I always appreciate stuff like that. Yeah. Lou, what you got? Um, well, you know, it's like the old saying is every party needs a pooper. And that's why Ben invited me. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was, it was okay. It's yeah. just basic EDM. I really liked the vocalist's voice. I think she has a really great voice. Uh, it's a good song. It's just, I don't know, not, uh, it didn't really click with me. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel kind of the same way about it. I mean, it's, 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 like I said, it's the most Ben track of all time. Yeah, yeah. And, Ben and I don't necessarily see eye to eye on all of our EDM stuff. Um, it's a mid-tempo, clean, uplifting EDM from what is your favorite act of all time. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so it, it made it makes sense. Perfect, 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 perfect sense. Perfect. <laughs> uh, it's uh, you know these these tracks like this are better enjoyed at a festival surrounded by people that are on drugs. Yeah, you and know that's, what I mean? And that's true. <laughs> so, but it's it's still nice to listen to and chill to at home. Yeah. It would just be something that would fade to the back of my consciousness as I was like cleaning or something like that, and that's fine. Yeah. I think that's okay. It's, it's, it's I, I people ask me why I listen to EDM in my car. It's because even if I don't like it, it still doesn't offend me. Yeah. So it's still going to be enjoyable to listen to, even if it's not necessarily my speed. And that kind of that's what this song is to me. It's it doesn't it's it's made, it's not my specific brand of EDM that I really enjoy, but I don't dislike it either. I I, I enjoy listening to it. It does. I don't. I didn't skip it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah, like uh, so I expect that whenever I whenever I put above and beyond out there. So I'm glad I just got one like pretty good high five on it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he's like trance is not easy to get into it's like for me it's one of the like the least accessible forms of music 100 like, percent. you have to try to listen to trance and like really figure out what what they're doing to enjoy it and not everybody's going to want to do that and i can't blame anybody for that but i've been talking about swaying a lot and nothing makes me just close my eyes and sway like above and beyond yeah, I mean that's that's all you really need. Yeah. Um, is it diligent? I believe you're. It's up. my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. Uh, let me out by Citizen. Let me out. Uh, let me tell you something. This is not a Citizen track. It is. It's by them. It's performed by them. It's written by them. But this sounds nothing like the rest of Citizen. So if you okay. if you like this track and you're like, you know what, I need more Citizen, you're gonna be weirdly thrown off. Yeah. And I think it's because I like this track because. It's kind of a perfect mixture of what Citizen is and what the singular artist Matt Kareckis does. It's Matt Kareckis is does like a lot of like uh, acoustic and like kind of upbeat stuff, and then Citizen is more like this grimy rock band that like gets pretty dark. So to have kind of a mixture and uh, kind of just like a blending of those two is always fun. And it I've been watching the Beatles documentary. I think I've been talking about that a lot recently, but. I'm always into like how songs get orchestrated and to hear something that sounds like the Beatles meets the strokes mm-hmm. and like when the vocals kind of crescendo at the, at the end of the chorus at like the like sound snaps out and you're like, Oh, you're left with like just that like silence and that like makes the, the vocals sound that much cooler. And then there's like a weird guitar solo. They don't do guitar solos. <laughs> Everything about the song is just not, um, not citizen. So, in that way, it made 
that like so much more like I don't I don't know. I was just a lot more interested in it than they had a whole album and this was just a single that was released after the album. So to hear something that was like completely different and not their speed was just cool to me. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of me. It's like why I like Cemetery Gates by Pantera so much. It's not like a thrash metal song. It's kind of it's slow, but I mean, it gets it. It sound it's a Pantera song. Like you know, it's a Pantera song, but I like it because it's not necessarily what they normally do. So I I I, I can see where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then this is a song that it's again. This is plucked straight out of 2007. This is a. Uh, this is nostalgia deal for sure on this playlist and i'm okay with it because it reminds me of all the bands that i didn't listen to at the time that i kind of wrote off like the strokes stuff like that and as i'm getting older and re-listening to them i realize that was kind of a mistake because they're all pretty good in their own way i'm just like that i'm fucking i'm rock is dead i don't want to listen to rock anymore it's stupid um give me metal and uh, let me let me die <laughs> i don't that's the only way i could end that sentence i was i got stuck in my own words um anyway that was pretty metal <laughs> let me die um but yeah no it's a uh, yeah it's a cool track i i, I enjoyed it and it, like i said it reminds me of a of, of kind of a lost period of music in my life where i was just kind of shutting everything out other than what i knew i liked and so yeah it's cool to rediscover sounds like this for sure for me it's almost a song that isn't fully realized sure it's like a Kinda, yeah, uh, two minutes and 15 seconds and it's like it almost felt like a demo and they were like i don't know what to do with this it's not going to fit on our next album so just put it out put it on ep and throw it in the trash yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think i think that's why i'm enjoying the beatles documentary so much sorry whoever was going next was like they um, <laughs> fuck you this is no, my, we don't we don't know that show. anyway but like the beatles they just like were just like trying out songs yeah and i know that's watching that documentary is like oh yeah that's what they did for every album but to see it in real time and like see them like flesh out ideas and be like, no, that's not going to work. And then they just completely abandon a song. I don't know if I could personally do that. If I have an idea, I can't let it go. Yeah. So it's impressive to like hear ideas that are like not fully fleshed out and they're trying to like work through them. Meanwhile, they got their own shit going on. So anyway, we'll talk about Beatles in January. (laughs) Excuse me. That was my, that was my token burp on Mike. That's a Burger King burp. That tasted and smells bad. All right, well, um, shit. I'll, I'll just pop in there. Uh, yeah, I had I had no preconceived notion of Citizen. Um, I had never heard of them before. You put this track on there, so I I kind of figured this is what they sound like. Yeah, me so too. my my assumption was that okay, yeah, these guys are cool. They're kind of going after that classic rock sensibility, which you, honestly you just don't hear that often anymore. So it was it was refreshing. It was cool. Um, like I I did get that vibe of. Man, you take you take the vocal out of this and just listen to the instrumental, and you're listening to a Rolling Stones song or or a Beatles song or and or somebody from that era, and you, then you put the vocal back on top, and there's just it adds just that little that little spice, that little dash of of, of punk to it, um, and that was really cool. Uh, so this is this is one I I kept on coming back to when I was listening through, so. I don't yeah I don't think I have a ton other ton else that you guys haven't said, but yeah this one was a really cool track. Yeah, uh, it's a really good indie track. Um, kind of like takes you back to that time of indie rock before everybody was trying to be like Arcade Fire. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I liked it. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of notes. It's just a good little indie track. Yeah, and I, I because I wrote it was an indie track too, but then I started thinking about it and. 
indie rock from like that era wasn't indie rock. They were all signed to big labels. So it was just, yeah. yeah, which is stupid to me. And then I think that's why I didn't listen to it at the first place. Cause it just pissed me off. I was like, this isn't indie. You're signed to a major label. Like that's not what this means. Like it's, it's just it defined a sound rather than being independently releasing music, um, which is fine. I, I was just being semantic. Semantics are important. Yeah. I was being pedantic and dumb. So, you know, whatever. Um, uh, who's next? Is it me? It's you. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Control by Sierra. This is one of the two tracks that I found last minute um, because I just didn't, I didn't give much of a shit about going back and looking at all this stuff. So I just, I pulled up songs from 2021 and these two stood out to me. And uh, yeah, this is, um, it's just a cool industrial. I don't know what the, I'll leave the genre classification up to you, Ben, but it's industrial EDM. And it reminds me of like, it feels like this could have been on like something in the Matrix, but it also really reminded me of early like Knife Party and Boys Noise. Like yeah. this could have been on the Oi 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 album from Boys Noise, and it would have fit right in. Um, it's just got got that like early 2010s filth to it. That like the post dubstep or pre dubstep, whatever you want to call it. I don't know when dubstep became popular, but. It was on either side of it becoming popular and yeah. like ba- acts like Boys Noise and uh, uh, Knife Party were doing stuff that sounded very much like this. And it just was really kind of my vibe. It doesn't really have a drop, um, but I think I kind of like that. It was just nice and clean and industrial and I don't know. It was cool. I, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. And I got a stank face, which is what I always look for when I'm looking for in my EDM. I got to get a stank face. Oh, yeah. So. Got to have your stank face. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And I, so I don't. I can't speak on the genre yet. I'm working on it, but I'm still I'm still learning the bass music, like industrial house or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's kind of like it's got you nailed it with the industrial. It's it's super super industrial kind of with the house vibe, um, in that it kind of just keeps on going. Um, but I haven't learned all the bass subdivisions yet. I'm getting there because I'm a closet bass head now. But um, but yeah, it, I was super I was super surprised and very happy when I saw you picked a Sierra song. Um, this is one of the this is one of the few bass artists that I found first before like my bass head friends, and that that always makes me happy. <laughs> I got in I got in before the train left the station. Um, I think she so this one's this one's really cool. It's got that dark, creepy vibe yeah. that really draws me to this kind of music, and it just puts me in a different headspace than most other things do when I listen to them. Um, and even though it's it's a dark and gritty song, it's not a bad headspace. Right. It's a just it's just okay. All right, I'm in on this vibe. Let's roll through it. Oh. Hello, Kirby. <laughs> What's up, bud? You like Sierra too? That's all right. Um did you pause? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just let it roll. <laughs> let it roll, baby. Still gonna send it. All right. Um but yeah, I, I really like Sierra. She's still she's still pretty like underground for the most part. Yeah. So if you're interested, give her a listen. It'll probably help her out. Um she had another song. She had another song she released earlier in this year that I think I actually even like better. So um, check her out. She's got some really good shit out there, and she's still up and coming. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the creepy thing. It's one of the notes I have here, um, except I can't read it because my handwriting's a to- uh, the creepy beep in the background near the end. It's yeah. just like building there, and it it made me uh, think of like a kind of a futuristic noir detective story oh, yeah. uh deus ex yes the game really just popped in my head when i was listening to it but 
it 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 builds and it builds and it builds to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I I kind of like that, but it, I was not expecting it. I was expecting a resolution that just wasn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, on shuffle, I definitely would have thought this was a Benji pick because I I've made it pretty known when we do playlists and stuff like that. I hit shuffle and. I would have not guessed this from Kevin. I guess, you know, I don't know your style of EDM that well, but um, this feels like an action sequence in a bank heist movie, yeah. which is kind of, we've kind of just all kind of described the same thing in different ways, but uh, I, I'm not mad about the song, and I thought it was like a good metronome when I was doing House Project and, and stuff because we've been sitting on this playlist for a few weeks, yeah. and I've had a lot of House Projects, so having it on was like, it kind of made you kick up the, the tempo a little bit. EDM's EDM's perfect for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're struggling to get into EDM, you think you might kind of like it, but you're not getting into it yet. Just kick it on while you're doing some shit around the house. All of a sudden, you hear a little bit more. It's gonna click. Mm-hmm. All right, Louie, uh, your fourth pick here. Smoking Number out the window. Four. Yeah, I was smoking out the window with Silk Sonic. Um, it's just hitting the funky break again. Yeah. Uh, I'm done with the metal. Thank you for listening. Uh, now it's an easy ride. Um, it's, it's very seventies. It, it, it has a feel and a vibe to it and it sticks with it. Uh, I love how just off the wall and goofy the vocals are, or the lyrics are, uh, I hope that you get everything you deserve, but I also hope you're walking in the streets barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just, it's great. I love the performance. Uh, I, I like that Anderson pack takes more of like a lead role from, yeah, most of the CP and Bruno Mars is just like background because he can build a song and he can do all that other stuff and he doesn't need to be center stage. Uh, it's just uh, it's just a good little thing and it's getting a lot more play in my playlist than it should. So I had looked it up and I didn't realize how long Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack had been making music together until they started doing the Silk Sonic thing mm-hmm. together. They'd been music making pretty much all Bruno Mars like popular songs together. Yeah, I mean they're a perfect match. Like their styles yeah. are just perfect together. Um did you want to keep going, Dill? I'm sorry. No, you can go. Because <laughs> I, I kinda just you copied did, what you, you did said. you did lean back. I was like, is he done? <laughs> I'm done. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, no, it's 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 perfect for me. I, I love this song. I love this whole album. This is exactly my vibe. I, I every now and again I need I always talk about like I want to take older music and put modern production values on it, and this is exactly what that is. Um, this is like what the 2020 experience was for me when that first came out. The first part of the 2020 experience is giving me that same kind of like vibes as Diesel hits his tail on the the thingy here. Um, but no, it's 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 really really cool. And I, like I, like I said already, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars are incredible. Um, this is just a good groovy 70s track. And I love the stank that fucking Bruno Mars puts on. This bitch got me paying the rent, paying for trips. It's so fucking good. Um, and it, it was it was undeniable that this was going to become like a TikTok sensation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, great shit. Uh, this is exactly my vibe in music. So. Yeah, I, I, the the little note you took about a '70s soul album with modern production, uh, it could not be appropriate. It couldn't have said been said any more appropriately yeah easy for me to say uh but (laughs) i feel like this is like a prince song and prince would smile hearing this because he'd be like 
I I had something to do with this. Yeah, no, nobody makes a fuck this bitch song better than fucking Bruno Mars. Like, thinking of Natalie from Unorthodox Jukebox. Like, that song fucking is like, he has so much hate for any woman that's ever fucked him over. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta listen to more Unorthodox, Unorthodox Jukebox. Yeah, it's a great album. It's a great album. Um, he's a short king too, so like he is a short. He's king. he's limited in his options, as well as he can sing. <laughs> as good looking as he is, a short king has limited options. That's why Natalie ran away with all his money. Right. Well, she was probably go. like six foot. <laughs> <laughs> she probably was just dangling the money over his head. Couldn't catch her, dude. Those short little legs. <laughs> the best was when he performed at the Victoria's Secret uh, fashion show. You remember that? No. I'm and sure all the work, models though. were walking by him, and he's like. Looking up at him. <laughs> Mommy. Jeez. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I don't have I don't have a ton more to add. Um, I love this song. It's awesome. Um, when you first when you first told me that Bruno had a new album out, I got I got really excited, right? Because yeah. um, I really like Bruno Mars. I think he's really creative um, in terms of the like the, the popular musics of this world. It doesn't get a whole lot better, a whole lot more talented and more thought put into his music so i was really excited i have not gotten through the whole thing yet because when i first listened to it i i wasn't in the right mood like this is definitely a mood piece yeah for sure um Mm -hmm. and i just spent like all day listening to edm and like trying to like sort through my songs of 21 i think which was all freaking edm uh so thank you for putting this on there louis because it reminds me that I need to go back and listen to this album because this song kicks ass, dude. Mm-hmm. I love this. Um, there, there's there's a pure vitriol in it uh, with what you pointed out, Kevin, at the very beginning, and it just it doesn't fuck around. Like th- This is what you're listening to now. Strap in because I'm going to go in on this bitch. It's kind of all in the same vein. Like this and the Pink Sweat song and then a song you have for I think your last pick, mm-hmm. it all feels like we all... We're like, and we're going to slow it down a little bit for the people out in the crowd. <laughs> you ever been hurt by somebody? This one's for you. This is for all the bitches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, I love the imagery of smoking out the window. Because it's like, what man hasn't just fucking just... Like, you know, it's yeah. fucking... Well, I love the line. I, I love the line. I think it's like towards the end, too. Um or Bruno just belts it out. Gotta give her back to the city. Something <laughs> like that. It it um, When I first heard it, it brought me back to uh, when I worked at Donata's. There was a guy that I worked with. And whenever he was talking about some some woman at work, I don't even remember who it was. But he would always say, just remember, she's for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard this song and it just brought me back. And like, it's like saying someone's for the streets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And uh, last note on this, the music video just carries it all. Anderson Pack when he says, "Not to be dramatic, but I want to die," and he just lays down and yeah. he just lays there for like a minute. Yeah, and then yeah, then the Bruno's beautiful. over the top. It's so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Next, Ben. Oh, it's my song now. It is. Oh, okay. Hurt featuring Zach Gray and Mit- Mitis? Midas. Midas. Yes. Um, like the Midas touch, but spelled differently. Yes. Uh, so yeah, this one was kind of my wild card pick. Uh, and it was really tough this year to leave some guys off my playlist, not having Tiesto. Um, this was a big Tiesto year too. Yeah. Tiesto had a great year, but I, I, not having him on the playlist and not having, uh, seven lions, 
who is one of my absolute favorites. Um, this is kind of the replacement for all that because there were a lot of just individual kind of onesie twosie songs or um, EPs this year that I really got into. And I think it was kind of that Corona, that Corona effect um, and EDM was very productive in terms of music for the DJs. And this one, it just gets me. Um, it, so Midas is, he's actually on seven lions label, which makes sense if you know the two, but, um, sonically, this is a lot different from what you'd hear from seven lions, but it's, it's very, it's kind of strung out, but also very compressed. Uh, it's basically got two halves with build up gigantic soaring drop that almost gets too much. But then there's this just like kind of little revolving trap beat in the back that kind of grounds it and brings it back to reality um, with a very, very powerful vocal and uh, lyrics that everybody can relate to. Um, so this is one that it'd be great to hear at a festival. And I can speak to that because I heard this at Lost Lands in uh, September. And ultimately, that's probably why I picked it, because this set was freaking amazing. Uh, if you don't know what Lost Lands is, it's a massive heavy bass festival. Um, so normally you're hearing a lot more womps and wubs than are in this song. So there were not that many people at this stage, and that was a-okay with me. Because it was just, it's kind of a, this song and Seven Lions whole label pretty much is if you take the uh, the fundamentals of bass music and throw them against the, the wild, like the outlandish work that goes into trance music, and boom, here you go. Here's Midas, here's Hurt. Hope you enjoy it. If not, that's fine too, but I'm going to keep on listening to the shit out of this song. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, to me, to me again, this is like a pretty basic EDM track until you get to that drop. Yeah. And it's like it's it just kind of explodes and it's so like musically colorful. Yeah. And it it kind of saves the song like track for me from being just another song, another EDM track, which again, none of it offends me, really. Right. Um but this this that 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 drop and that chorus i guess if you will really kind of saves it because it is so musically colorful and um this is a bad analogy and it's not going to age well at all so if you're listening to this and uh, you know 2030 or some shit yeah fuck you i guess um this is <laughs> there's so there's those terrible bud light seltzer commercials that are on right now where like when they open the can like their face is blown back and it's yeah. like a just kaleidoscope of color behind them yeah, yeah that's what this drop is for me yeah and it's just and then they everything kind of calms down back and then another person opens up the can that's exactly what this song is to me that makes so much sense. it does right <laughs> it, it, to me i was like yeah this makes sense i don't know if i want to do it because it's gonna age like, nobody's gonna know what i'm fucking talking about in a month when those commercials go off air but that's what that's what this song is to me it's yeah. like an explosion of color followed by everything kind of calms down then an explosion of like vivid color uh yeah i i really like the piano in this song um and i like the the drop at the beginning i don't care for much it so much at the end when it happens again <laughs> sure but I, I really like what it builds to and i, I just love the first time it drops I feel yeah. like at the second time there was even more stuff thrown on, like cause, there you know, is a it, little it bit, just builds yeah. up to more. But I could have done without some of the extra stuff at the end. Yeah, it was good. I liked it more than the last one. So <laughs> I I had the same note. I I like the song way more than I like the last one, and I think it's because that like I I forget Wait, the last way. one. Oh, I thought I thought you liked Above and Beyond. Dylan. I did. I like this one more. Are you are you playing with my heart right now? 
I wouldn't play with your heart. Okay. Don't Come you on, play dude. with my heart. <laughs> We're going to rub our redheads together and just. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> the friction will be insane. Fucking gross. Um, Get it six super to... eight. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking sickening. Six um, to fucking midnight over here. <laughs> but uh, her, I, I forget how he words it or, or how he per, performs it, but he says, Hurt me. Did you like it? Yeah. And right before that drop, it like makes it like, oh, like it makes the lyrics really stand out. And it's hard not to be semi-erect during that part. You know, <laughs> the drop, it's what I'm into EDM for. Yeah. Like, I don't know much else. I'm still, I'm still a noob, but I, I think I like this track more than the last, the last one you picked. So. Yeah. It, it, it freaking, it's almost too much. Like that drop is almost too much, but it does a really good job of just introducing a couple elements that grounds it. Where Almost Home felt more like a, a track you could like chill to. This yep. one was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you you can't chill listening to this. No. You have to be on your feet for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and man, I just that show is freaking awesome. If you ever have a chance to go to a festival, just freaking do it. As long as you're not like, you know, super, super like campsite adverse, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's it's an amazing experience that you can't find or replicate anywhere else. So my fourth pick is DeLorean by The Elevators. Uh, I mean, who can forget the time I tried to explain how the uh, the stylization was for this band? You remember that? Nope. No? So I can forget. <laughs> the Elevators? You don't remember that? <laughs> nope. We were at the old We were at the old house. You were there. Uh, Kirby was there. Diesel I was, was there. there. <laughs> were you there? No, I wasn't. I feel like you were there. It could have been. Uh, for the sake of the story, you were there. <laughs> But this is like a top-notch beach band. It's like, hold on. I don't know where to start. <laughs> That's the last thing. Who I does? <laughs> We're talking about the elevators. Yeah, <laughs> I don't That's know. That's not clear right now. Just, just finish your thought. Okay. We'll move on. <laughs> okay. I don't know how much of my last thought was recorded, but yeah, no, it's it's really not much to say, really, other than they're just Cali boys being Cali boys, and it kind of resides in the same space that ska does. Um, where it's really cool for about five minutes, and then you listen to a couple more songs, like hmm, that's enough for the year. Mm-hmm. So you gotta do your SpongeBob voice one more time at least. Oh, I can't fucking do it. <laughs> the vibes are immaculate. <laughs> oh god, dude. fuck, let's fucking go, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, ditto basically. Um, I like this song a lot. It's it's chill. It again gives me a sway, and you boys know I like a good sway. Um, it's not, it, it, not again, my speed, something that I'm going to come back to all the time. Um, but yeah, it's got those, it's got those Jack Johnson vibes and like, I, they, some people would probably consider that a bad thing. I do not. Um, honestly, I think sitting, waiting, wishing is a phenomenal song, but again, not this song as Kevin likes to say. Um, yeah, yeah. The song, my favorite thing. What I really love about it is that it just, it absolutely just oozes nostalgia. Um, and I will never, ever not like that. Um, bring me back to a good place in my head and let's vibe together. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, I'm following on the nostalgia train, man. This is uh, screaming freshman year at OU to me. Yeah. Um, all Just about everybody in my dorm from my roommates to just people we associated with this is the kind of shit they were listening to um it's good i mean i like it and again 
like everyone else said, it's good for a couple of tracks and then I'll move on. But yeah, no, I, it's good. I, I love me some like sublime kind of reggae feel kind of stuff. So. So Kev, you're into your last track. <laughs> yeah, sorry, my phone's slightly dying here, so I'm trying to lock it in between picks here. Yeah, my last track is "Drifting Out" by Little Dragon, and again, this is a track that I discovered. This is the second track that I discovered about a week ago, and I was like, I don't fucking feel like doing the work for this. <laughs> so I was just like, let me let me listen to some random songs that were released this year. And luckily, I found these two pretty close to each other, and I became obsessed with it almost immediately. Uh, I, I love like sexy, sultry female vocals in songs that are super understated. And um, this song is kind of, it's like, I, I love female vocalists when they have that sexy vibe, but it's also got this, it's just dripping with existential dread. And that's what this song is. And it, not only in the lyrics and the way she delivers her lyrics, but with that just rolling piano in the back that never really has a beginning or end. It's just kind of like waves on a beach. And it just feels like you're tumbling in a wave and like yeah. you're drift, you're literally drifting out into the ocean as this kind of, that's what that piano kind of does. And it's just such a cool way to lay down an instrumental bed for something that is so understated. And it's just really intoxicating because her, her vocals are, are beautiful, but then you've got this just nonstop rolling, um, this piano and it's just, it's just the piano and her voice. And it's just, there's something about this track that, it almost kind of you feel yourself kind of slipping into this madness that she is with her, and it's uh yeah I don't know I I, I can't say I've I've listened to this track so much, and there's an alternate version I was telling you guys about it before we recorded where they they replace the piano with uh, with cellos, and it's Yo Yo Ma doing that kind of same rolling on a cello and it's fucking it's really good and it's 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 not quite as good sonically it doesn't it's not as pleasing as the piano but it, it kind of almost enhances the madness of the lyrics a little bit more because it is a little bit rougher because you're moving back and forth on a cello so you're going to hear the the strokes on the cello and more than just the smooth piano it's just it's really really fucking good um and i've listened to more of their stuff and it's all just really i don't know i'm obsessed with female vocalists especially in kind of that folk space like this and i can't get enough of it i'm going to really listen to little dragon quite a bit going forward uh, yeah, I really like this song too. It's um, there's nothing really going on aside from the piano mm -hmm. and the voice, and I think that's what makes it great because the voice is really intimate and I mean she's great, just tonality and everything. And then when it hits the chorus, they bring in like other layers of her, like on you know both sides come at you, doubling up her vocals, and then it goes back to just single, and then it just comes in at random times, and it it just sounds really great. And I'm a sucker for great production. So yeah, me too. Yeah, this one. So it kind of reminded me of uh, Passion Pit. If Passion Pit had actually taken his Ritalin, <laughs> sure. Uh, it was. It's kind of. It. It's got a great vibe to it. Um, no matter how I listen to this playlist, whether I put it on random or. Um, listen to it all the way through. It always seemed like this was the last one. Yeah, this feels like a last song. Which was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Like, I just got the... We were up here, we were down here, we were over here, we were on the beach in California, and then we were at a rave festival, and now I get this song by Little Dragon, and it just kind of takes me to a place of space and peace, and I get to kind of reset. Um, I, I think maybe for that reason, I didn't really 
this is one of the ones I didn't really listen to the lyrics, so I didn't I didn't really pick up on the madness piece of it. Um, well, it's not madness. It's just like she's losing herself, kind of. It's not okay. madness, but I it, it, yeah, whatever. You, but, you can interpret it how you want, but yeah. But yeah well, I, I, well, like I said, I didn't really. I just this wasn't one I could. Every time I got it, I had already been listening to music for for a while. Sure. So I just, I, I just wasn't paying attention to the lyrics at that point, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, cause that that vibe totally worked for me. I didn't need anything else out of this out of the track. It was already giving me everything I wanted. Just a, a a simple nice piano bed for this this beautiful voice to lay on, and yeah, I could listen to this one on repeat for a while. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Imogen Heap's Hide and Seek, um, just because it is so minimalist in mm-hmm. the song, and it really lets the vocals shine through, and it it lets the vocals like it sh- it lets you figure everything out like on your own. It doesn't like try and like guide you there it just lets you like because i felt like the piano like slamming in the background almost felt like anxiety and her like her her vocals were so hushed and it felt like so soothing that like it felt like you were like trying to keep an anxiety attack on at bay or something and like you're just fighting it and fighting it and i at a certain point you can't fight it anymore and it, it was a really cool song to just like you need to be alone for this song. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a song you listen to in the car with your buddies. Yeah, you don't say, hey, listen to this one. Ah. You, you guys <laughs> want to jam to Drifting Out by Little Dragons? This isn't that song, but it is, it's for a very specific time, and I think it's it's really cool for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lou, I believe you're next. It's Bella Chow, right, by Hobson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, Hobson. Uh, I, it, this was my toss-up one. Uh I knew it was going to be a Hobson song because he had this song and another one that came out this year, and I really like them a lot. This one gets it because the other one is really, really lyrically heavy, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like it was for everybody. Sure, uh, it, it's a it's a, about fighting your mind, like, and depression, and yeah, it's. Um, I think it's called "Alone with Me." If anybody wants to check it out, it's good. Just prepare yourself. Because uh, he, Hobson doesn't pull punches no. in his lyrics and his raps, and especially when it comes to himself. Uh, but Bella Chow's nice. It's it's just a good uh, Hobson track. Uh, I, I love his lyrics that he writes, uh, his rhymes, his little jokes, um, throwing in random ass Mojo Jojo references, <laughs> uh, Aeon Flux, yeah, or Aeon Flux anything or... like that. It's just um, good. His beats are always pretty sick. I don't really care too much for the way the course is structured but it you know it's still good so and i really like the outro when he comes back and it repeats the intro but uh yeah good last uh last pick so yeah i i will echo that for sure i love the intro and outro to this song um because i kind of forgot about Hobson and yeah, I, me too. I've forgotten about Hobson like a few times I feel like and then I find out he exists again I'm like holy shit I need to listen to Hobson and then I forget about him in an hour so I, I don't know why that is but I definitely want to listen to the 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 one that you talked about Lou because that kind of reminds me of uh, like Ill Mind Ill Mind of Hobson 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, very Ill Mind but like worse. Okay interesting yeah. so that that's definitely one I'm gonna have to look into. Uh, Bella Chow yeah, I love the intro and I love the outro. It's got that little creative flair that kind of sets Hobson apart. Um, but yeah, I'll 
I was a little disappointed in getting back into Hobson with with that chorus specifically, just because it, it feels like it subscribes to the the mainstream the mainstream hip hop with like what's popular right now a little too much. Um, and I know I I just know Hobson has more in him than that, um, but it's one of those things like all right, that's fine. I don't I don't jive with the chorus that much, but I get through it. I like the rest of the song. I like Hobson. I know he's got a good direction for his words, um, so I can get over that. But yeah, great pick. Do what you got, bud. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's not necessarily like my flavor of rap or hip hop, but uh, it's it's hype. It makes me want to work out, and I think that's kind of what I use rap for sometimes um, to my own f- flair because I have a hard time listening to it like doing things around the house or like trying to find an occasion other than working out is hard for me but this is a a song i would definitely work out to yeah no and much like ben i had forgotten about hobson um and i was obsessed with him during like the ill mind stuff and i was like this guy is gonna be the next big thing in hip-hop and he's never i feel like he's never really fully blown up really yeah which i mean i think i think he's a little bit too much for a lot of people and i think that's why i like him uh, so he reminds me a lot of Denzel Curry. Anywhere Denzel doesn't really hold hunches, but he makes a lot of like pop culture references. He makes a lot of anime references. Their flows are similar, and they kind of have like a similar sound. And I, I'm obsessed with Denzel Curry. So I think Denzel Curry meets NF. Sure. You ever miss? You ever listen to NF? Uh, no, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sure you're right on the money. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, side note to that, he actually did a song with on NF's last album. Okay, them. that's that's where I know him from then. Yeah. Uh yeah, so um yeah, no, it's it's there's this really creepy tone underneath that like basic trap 808 that that's going yeah. on and it, it that's fine. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not as uh, adverse to it as you are, Ben. I've kind of grown to like it honestly if it's done well. Yeah. Uh and it's done well here. So, and his his flow is just so good. Like I I really I think uh, Hobson is is in a league above most other hip hop artists today just because his flow is so much better. Yeah. Um and I'm always going to enjoy that in rap. It's my my favorite rappers are always the ones that have the best flow. Yeah, um, he's got elite flow. Yeah, I mean that's why I, that's why I think Andre three or like three stacks is my favorite of all time. So just because I he's got he's the total package lyrics flow, yeah he's he's really good. So um, yeah, great pick. And then we're on to Betty Boy for your last pick, Dime Timeless by Doctor Fresh. Doctor Fresh, my boy. Okay, so I talked about Rez as being one of my obsessions this year. Doctor Fresh was the other. I cannot get enough of this guy. Um, he's another guy. I actually, I did see him at Lost Lands as well. Um, and this is going to sound like Chinese to everyone else probably, but I actually chose to go see Dr. Time or Dr. <laughs> Dr. Time was Dr. Fresh instead of Excision's yeah. closing set for the festival. Uh, and you, when you told me that I fucking, I almost wanted to kill you. Yeah. It, well, here's the thing. Excision plays three different times over the festival. I, I've seen Excision. <laughs> I, I have not seen Dr. Fresh. I really wanted to see him, and I'm so glad I did because he fucking slays it, dude. He's got a great energy, um, and he's got he's got a lot of humor to this kind of music, which I really appreciate, and he does it really well um, because he knows he is this goofy-ass-looking white boy, um, but he has this this profound love for the, the, West, the West Coast gangster rap day, and it bleeds through his music, and he's very intentional with that. And he pulls it off 
exceptionally well. This song sounds like it came out of out of that West Coast gangster rap era. Yeah, it hundred percent is. Um, and the the rapper's okay, uh, but he doesn't really matter because the beat is fucking sick. Um, it gets me dancing. Like nothing makes me dance quite like Doctor Fresh. I I'm just I get into it. If you see me out on my patio with my headphones on, you're gonna think that I'm having a seizure because I am just going everywhere. Um, the rapper is just a Nate Dogg impressionist. Well, Can we talk well, about that. No, so that's so Mina Knock is not the one that sounds like Doctor Fresh or uh, um, Nate, Nate Dogg. I I choose to believe that's Doctor Fresh himself. <laughs> I know that can't be true because I saw him live and he sounds and both it both sounds and looks exactly like a a friend of mine. He looks like Tori Louis Tori Cohen. <laughs> I do. I, I I had never laughed so hard in my life when I first saw me Campbell on stage. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh my <laughs> god! But um, I think I think maybe it's just him like tuning his voice. But it does. It sounds exactly like Nate Dogg, and that's what makes me love this more than anything else because yeah. it's got that perfect silky smooth Nate Dogg flow, and it Looking just carries. For some weed to smoke. Yes, it's perfect, and it just it 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 fills me to the brim with both nostalgia and the want to dance. So I cannot get enough Dr. Fresh. I cannot wait for the next time he pops up on my release radar. Um, he does a lot of other stuff as well that's not like this kind of West Coast, like trap step kind of style. Um, so he's diverse and he's really talented, and I can't wait to hear some more. Yeah, this is probably the most familiar I've been with any of your tracks on the, on this. Yeah. Um, and I, I forget what we did it for. I, I had it on a, as a song of the show at mm-hmm. some point. Did you? Okay. Yeah. And I and think you, I sent it to the chat. I Yeah, I was really high on it the first time you sent it, and then I just, like, I got really into it, listening to it more. And I think it's because we just talked about Nate Dogg on the uh, the holidays, so I've been on a, a hip-hop uh, tour. <laughs> I've had that fucking Santa Claus <laughs> and going straight to the ghetto stuck in my head for fucking, well, two weeks now. <laughs> and it's, it's a testament to how how nate dog was like he was good at the chorus he he got you to the chorus and and i think that's why this song works is because the raps are like eh, okay and then you get to the chorus and he's weed smoke you're like oh yeah, yeah i'm back in it doesn't matter uh so yeah i'm into it uh thank you dr fresh for making uh my shit the g-funk because i'm here to get funked up <laughs> uh, i love it um it's a redemption for Ben. I was I was starting to get lost in EDM world, and I'm glad he pulled me just a, just a little bit back up above, you know, chin level of the pool there. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. it. It's got a great beat. Uh, I just I love that you know, '90s hip hop baseline. Yeah, it's my shit. Yeah, me as well. Uh, I I this is 100% a Dre beat from the early '90s, early to mid '90s. Um, and I don't want everything that I wanted to say has already been said about this track. It's um, the main rapper guy. He's whatever. He's fine. I don't really care because that that chorus is so fucking good, and that 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 bass line is so chunky. Well, and there's that one little cymbal hit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of off. I don't think it's off beat per se, but it's like on the eighth count of like a typical four count sure. beat. I think. Yeah, it, it, it's again, it's a it's a great it's a West Coast hip hop beat which were always my favorite i would growing up i was always more inclined to listen to hip-hop west coast hip-hop and i was east coast um just because i liked the way it sounded better it just sounded cooler to me um and so this is right right in my wheelhouse so yeah yeah a fucking great great pick uh dill 
Yeah, it's my last track. It's, it's the last track of the show. Last track of the show. Oh, boy. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> uh, mine is Head Above Water by Motherfolk. Uh, Motherfolk, as we've talked about many times, is from Cincinnati. So it was introduced to me by a friend um, way back when I worked uh, in retail. And he was like, hey, my buddy I went to college with is in this band. So I've been listening to them for a very long time and to hear their progression especially through the pandemic, like we've talked about, there's been a lot of experimental music this year and to hear them like just go fully experimental was really cool. And this is, I think the most like straight shooting song they had on their new EP. And I've been wanting to talk about the new EP. We just haven't really found the right time. I'm sure we'll find some time next year. Um, And it's taken some time for me to like grow fond of it. But this is one I heard immediately and it was like, how can you not be into it? It's like, I'm drowning, but I just need to like keep my head above water, and that's that's a sentiment that you've been taught from a very young age. There's been a plenty of songs that have been like that, but like just relying on one person to be like, "Hey, if I if if my head dunks below water, can you can you help me keep my head above water? Yeah, just to help me just enough to keep me from drowning. Yeah, yeah, and it's it just seems like like a like a very small ask, but it's such a big ask, and then and um. You know, I really love, there's a part with the drums where it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it, like, kicks the song back up because it feels like the song's kind of tapering off at a point. But the drums come back in and, it like, I don't know how many times I've gone back and, like, just tried to find my the spot where that's where that uh, drum is. And I think it's at the two-minute mark. I wrote it down. Um, Must have been a tough timestamp to find. Yep. Uh, <laughs> luckily, they put it in a pretty easy spot for me to find. Jesus um, Christ. But Man, I searched for hours. I, yeah. It was such an obscure but, second mark. I mean, fuck you. We got 20 songs to sort through. I was trying to find a specific time signature. Um, but, yeah, the, the sentiment is basically, I don't need you to fix me. Just please don't let me drown. And... Yeah. um. I've had some like weirdly rough times, even though it hasn't been a tough year. It's just been like an emotionally tough time. Sure. So like a song like this has been perfect for me this year. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's chill and it's really relatable. I like the line. I thought I knew everything I needed to to survive or whatever, and but I don't know shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that just hits the nail on the head. And to echo your thing, I know exactly what drum thing you're talking about, and I have it marked down here. Um, but I, I really like the way the drums like get distorted about halfway through and that crazy drum fill. And then it just kicks back in and it just changes kind of the feel of the song. But I, I just like how the drums sounds they had the whole song. I just, it was the one thing that really stuck with me. So, yeah, this had a real like cage the elephant vibe to me, um, which I wasn't expecting for sure. It's kind of, I don't I don't know if that's entirely accurate, but that's just the feeling I got listening to it yeah, every time I heard it. Yeah. Um, and they like, and as I listened to it, like, yeah, obviously listening to like a, a hope, it's a hopeful song about hopefulness uh, or hopelessness, excuse me. Um, and I think there's something that everybody can kind of latch onto here. Um, and again, it's like that small ask. It's like, hey, just just make sure I don't drown. But it's the the act of asking for that. That is the big leap there. It's not the act itself. It's the act of you taking the leap to ask for that. I think that's the poignant part of this song for me. Um, but yeah, listening to it sonically, it just they sound like a band you've heard a million times at your local bar, and you always wondered why they didn't make it big. But they, now Motherfolk has made it big, and that, I think that that probably accurately describes their experience more than I realized when I was writing the note. And uh, 
yeah, it's just really cool to hear a sound like that that is, you know, becoming popular and, and to know that it's they're from Cincinnati and that you still have a personal connection to them is is pretty cool for for me to listen to and for us to kind of talk about here on the show. So, yeah. So for me, this this was um, this was my favorite uh, submission of yours for sure, Dill. Like I I really connected with this one. Um, I I knew I had heard of Mother Folk just because I, I listened to the show. So I you know I've heard you bring him up a whole lot, but I hadn't you know taken it upon myself to go in and do any research. Um, so I'm glad you put this one on there because yeah, I I really really get into this. It's um so I am a huge huge fan of Empire of the Sun, and this kind of feels like uh, Empire of the Sun if they took their Ritalin. Um, it's definitely a lot more a chill uh, and probably a little bit slower than and most of what Empire does, but. Um, it's got a really human nature to it. And I, I, I love that. And that's, that's something I'm always going to connect with in music. And there's a few lyrics that, that stand out every time I listen to it. Um, that's why, you know, I was singing the lyrics when I walked in and it was, it was playing like, like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I love this one. Um, my favorite is right before the first chorus, I think, um, there, I just want to start something I can finish. However he sings it. I know I butchered it, but and then the the chorus comes in and and, and starts kicking ass with uh, don't oh, damn it I fucked it up again I swear I knew I swear I was ready for this if I just had my damn notes <laughs> I would have had it but um but that that first the way they introduce that first chorus really really stands out to me and every every single time I listen to it it's that it's that it's got that vacuum appeal where he finishes that one line and then the chorus starts and all of a sudden I'm into it and I'm paying attention. And the first time I heard this song that drew me in immediately and it just got better every time. Hell yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I did not expect you to like this one of all the ones I picked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this one, this one stood out for sure. Um, there weren't, there weren't really any songs from the submissions. I, I, I mean, honestly, Hobson might've been the closest to something that I didn't like just because of the chorus section that sounds too mainstream rap for me, but I love Hobson and I love the rest of the song. So yeah, they're, they're, I really enjoyed this playlist boys. I listened to it a lot. Yeah, we did. We done good. I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get into songs of the show. Shall we? Anybody got closing thoughts? Louie, let's start with you. Closing thoughts. Um, 2021. Okay. Year. Great year for music though. Yes, so. it was. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, that was that was Louis' clo- closing thought. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I think I think I just kind of said mine. Um, I really enjoyed this playlist, and, and it's surprising to see how much different kind of shit came out this year that I really got into. Um, you know, from Gojira to Above and Beyond. That's a pretty stark comparison, but um, I enjoyed it every single time. I listened through straight on without. Uh, random and then I listened to it on random and each and every time I found something new that I liked and connected with um, and I think the artists that were all cooped up in 2020 I think we're seeing the dividends of that now and uh, I don't like the circumstances of it but I'm happy for the rewards 100% yep, I agree as well I it just it, this this year was a weird musical year in that it feels like every band I wanted to release new music released new music this year and it was it was so fucking weird because like there there feels like a lot of times like I'll get into bands and they just won't release shit forever, 
but I got new music from Thank You Scientist, Gojira, Ginger, uh, fucking Twerp, and it's just it's like it feels like this this year was kind of custom made for me, which it was which was cool for me to have a podcast where I talk about music to just dive into some of my favorite shit of the year. So, and I think we talked we talked about three of those four that I just talked about. So, yeah. um, and we, I wanted to do Ginger, but I ended up backing out of it for something else at the last second. So we'll we'll, we'll do it at some point, but. Yeah, it's it's just been cool generally to like discover new music and I think our group chat is good for that because we all have like different things we really enjoy, you mm-hmm. know. Um Kevin likes really experimental, Ben likes EDM, Louis likes, you know, the the metal and the hard rock and I'm just kind of more indie pop punk kind of. But we all enjoy each other's music, so I think um for us to put in a playlist and us only know like one or two of each other's songs is a testament to the fact that like we were trying to make different picks, but also as much as we talk about music, there's still just more that we all know that we're just trying to show each other. Yeah. It's, 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 it's cool to me that there's so much music that I haven't heard out there that I know I would love, but it's also pisses me off because I know I'll never listen to all of the music that I could ever listen to. There's always going to be a band out there that I would love that I'm never going to hear. Yeah. And that's a depressing thought for me. <laughs> um, but it's cool to have the platforms that we have now. I mean, think about where we all came from in the 90s where you had to buy it. If it was a CD or nothing, you know, yeah. you, you know, you had to buy it or you had to rip it um, from Napster or something like that. And those songs were all mislabeled. I mean, we've talked about that before. I thought fucking... Uh, Dream On was an, a Led Zeppelin song for the longest time because that's what it was. Uh, that's what it was labeled down as at, in Napster. I was like, "Fuck, my worst enemy" by Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit like that. Um, so we we came up in kind of the wild west of like music being more widely available than it ever had been before, and so I think we in our age group kind of appreciate what we can discover now more than I think anybody else that's ever lived before. Plus, just like knowing a bench like shtick like yeah. twerp they have like their own like weird thing heart attack man has his own weird social media presence bill murray has his own like weird i really wish i would have put a bill murray song on here if, yeah. if i had regrets <laughs> i don't but i did i did i kind of no regrets um but yeah yeah so yeah I, again i it's another year years are pointless it's just an arbitrary passing of time but <laughs> It's uh, it's fun to talk about and kind of put things into into boxes for sure. Um, we want to get into the song of the show because I really want to talk about mine. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I was watching a documentary about a year ago, and they were it was like about the origins of like blues and like the state of music currently. I forget what the documentary was called, but they were kind of like people were bemoaning the fact that music is getting really raunchy nowadays with WAP or WAP, however the fuck you pronounce it. Fuck that song. Um, God. It, it, um, but the, this, the producers of this documentary are like, hey, just listen to this song. It's from uh, Lucille Bogan. Uh, it's called Shave Em Dry 2. And it's from the 30s. And it's one of the raunchiest, most vivid sexual songs I've ever heard in my entire life. The I think the first lyric is, I've got nipples on the end of my titties the size of my thumb. <laughs> I got the thing between my legs. I'll make a dead man come. And to hear that in like a a standard blues like bed over top of yeah. like in that those lyrics over top of it, 
it's fucking mind boggling. And it's all of her songs are like that. It's crazy. What was the, what was the lyric I talked from the other song? It was like, you suck my pussy. I'll suck your dick. Baby, I'll do it. till I'll make you shit. And that's what her, all of her shit is like that. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, Louis, I had the same reaction when I heard, listened to it last night. I just fucking like, what? what the fuck? And it's so funny because it's like blues from the 30s and it sounds like blues from the 30s. Yeah, it, it should. Much does. But it's this just this woman who's super like sex positive and just like, fuck this. I'm going to talk about sex. I'm going to talk about riding dicks and sucking dicks and making you shit and it's just so fucking hilarious it's it's one of my favorite things to show people um so this particular one lucille bogan uh shave them dry too if you if you don't know haven't listened to it please listen to it because i guarantee you will laugh it almost makes you think it's like a tiktok joke or something it's not it's it's a legitimate this is what she did like if 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 people from the 20s wrote WAP or something, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, 100%. That's 100% what it is. It's fucking odd. This is somebody's great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. She's dead. <laughs> this, this person has been dead for a long time. <laughs> She's been dead for a while. You're, you're cleaning out great grand uh you're cleaning out her attic and you find this on an LP and you're like, what? I'm sorry, Timmy. Your great-grandmother was a whore. <laughs> your great-grandmother would suck men off until they shit themselves. <laughs> this is the same grandma told me I was going to hell if I didn't go to church on Sunday. What? The implications are just so funny to me. It's just I, I can't get enough of it. What you got for your song on the show, Lou? Uh, I... I was ill-prepared for this, so you know what? We we already shouted them out before, so we're going to throw my friend Evan's band, Eternal Void. Actually, they're all my friends. I I know everybody in this band. Uh, We're going to throw an Eternal Void song out there. Uh, We're going to take a left left turn. We mentioned Despondent. It's a little on the uh, ballady side, so I'm going with uh, Crippling Thing by Eternal Void. Hell yeah. That's off their um, last release, Serenity in Black. Uh, came out earlier this year. Um, it's good shit. So, oh yeah, what you good got? Old Lou? standard like Dayton metalcore. It's good. Good Fuck stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, so, I was also ill prepared. I wasn't sure if we were doing a song for the show, so I just kind of uh, browsed my finalist playlist and I uh, just picked one. It's called Yara by Adrian Alexander. Um, and the reason I picked it on my finalist list is because. Uh, this is of everything that I considered putting on my top five. This is the one that I was never going to pick because it's not um, to put on my top five because it's probably not accessible. Um, but it is the most pure trance, the most I enjoyed a pure trance banger this entire year. It's it's freaking heavy um, and the drops are oppressive um there's not a whole lot i can really go into about describing a trance song without just listening to the damn thing uh but there it is if anyone happens to have a passing interest in trance this is my top of the year hell yeah uh my song of the show (laughs) is fluoride in the hard seltzer water by bill murray there you go um I've been working my way backwards, as I've been mentioning many, many a time. Um, but it's one of those ones that has a, a band called D- Dayseeker in it, has uh, the Screamer from uh, Dance Gavin Dance in it, uh, John Mess. Just a lot of cool things, a lot of weird 
uh, elements and Bill Murray is one of my faves and he's going to either he's going to be playing in Fort Wayne or Columbus so I'm trying to decide based on my schedule which one's going to work in 2022 but I think if we get the opportunity we should all go because it would be I think it would be a fun show I'm going to have to um, work that day <laughs> you don't like Bill Murray bro no I'm just I'm just doing what you did to us for twerp yeah dang <laughs> <laughs> I really, I can't get out of it, man. Nobody will switch me. I just, uh, I looked, I tried. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> I had, different. I had a couple months notice, but. <laughs> yeah, the, er, the the winter months of January and February compared to December. Yeah, I know. I get it. Man. It's it, it's a busy time for everyone, mm-hmm. especially firefighter EMTs. I, we get it. No, no. There's no sympathy here. <laughs> I don't want it. I have none. Take it. Take <laughs> it up should here. have been there. Uh, so yeah, that's our episode. That's it. We got our uh, retrospective. We already did that, didn't we? Yeah, we already did it. Yeah, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I we've recorded out of order. So yeah, I apologize to everybody. If you've made it this far, you Good probably don't. You. you probably don't give a shit anyway. So <laughs> that's true. But yeah, uh, I think we're gonna be taking. We might be taking a week off, but if not, uh, we're gonna be starting in early January. We still got a few weeks before we get there, but um, we're gonna be talking Beatles in January. Ooh, nice. So. Ooh. Which yeah. Beatles? Just all all January is all Beatles? Is that what we decided? Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, hot damn. We're doing Beatles in January, Feminist February, and then we're doing Metal March. Yep. Well, okay. Maybe I'll be ready to listen to Let It Be by the time January rolls around. Because <laughs> that Beatles... I, hey. I'm, I'm pretty burnt out right now. <laughs> Let It Be is not my favorite. It's... Probably one of my least favorite Beatles songs, actually. Louis but, Louis was Louis was upset when he came up for twerp in in the back of the cab. I hope I never hear "Let It Be" again. Oh my god, dude! That you, I've heard it a thousand times because of that documentary. You get nine hours worth of like demos, them, them making the song and then just trying to slowly make it better. Yeah, it's better, yeah. better, better, better. <laughs> It's fun, but it's also like, all right, well, that's enough of that album for this decade. I'll be ready for it again in like 2031, I guess. But Louie, thank you for coming on, my brother. Thank you for staying up late, even though I know you have dad stuff to do in the morning. Yeah. uh, Well, I actually think I have dad stuff to do right now. Okay. uh, Well, go ahead and go. (laughs) We'll we'll finish up the uh, the episode. Thanks again for coming on, uh, and we'll try to do it less late next time. Well, hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, don't schedule yourself to close next time. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's that is my fault as well. So, all right, thanks, guys. Yeah, see you, Luke. See you, Luke. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> bye bye.